Jack's grandson performing on his I Love You, I'm Trying tour last year. And now grandson brings the show down under, starting with a gig at Auckland's Power Station on January 30th before heading over to Australia. This is grandson's first time in New Zealand, so we wanted to know if he does any research when playing in front of a new audience. Absolutely. Yeah, I do. I I try to, um, even if it's just a couple words in a local language, even if it's just some familiarity with the ways that my music can connect and be contextual and relevant to what people are experiencing in another place. I think that that means a lot to people and uh, it makes the experience even more exciting for me. Right. You know, uh, do you know anything so about the Maori I do, language? I really look forward to it. I also like, if it's up to me, dude, I love coming a couple of days early so that I'm not jet lagged or anything. And that I'm, I'm excited to come to this part of the world it, it's something i've looked forward to for a long time and i i think that spending a little bit of time investing in eating good food and seeing seeing where people are it makes me motivated to put on a great show right um, nice. you know in, in hopes that we get to come back someday i hope so so uh, you mentioned language have you are you familiar with the maori language have you heard anything not nearly enough break it down it, for me it's very musical it's the indigenous language here in new zealand and uh, I suggest that you check out a little something beforehand. There's, there's it, lately there's been quite a bit of music being made, sung in the language. So for a while it was kind of frowned upon to use it, and it suddenly become you know more acceptable. Colonialism, than... man. Yeah, and that's you... exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah, really, um, yeah, I'm really excited to come hang out. So, so it's been a. When was the last time you played a gig anywhere? Was it like last last October? Oh, good question. I played a. Um... I played a, a a concert in snowy Edmonton, Alberta. Oh, good on you! December, right. uh, so it's going to be a very different experience to that. <laughs> All right. So, are you rejigging the set list? Do you spend a lot of time, you know, fiddling around with the set list and moving things around? How you? How I do, you but this is kind of the end of a a tour for me. So this this show will be consistent with the show that I was putting on across North America and Europe. Right. Um, so I'm really actually excited, of course, by the end of an 100 show tour, you're always like, thinking of all the shit you could do differently. But (laughs) it's also kind of a last hurrah for like, me and the band and the crew on this particular set list. So there will be nice send off. I think there, there, there are certain songs we probably won't play again for a while. So there's something sweet about that. Cool. And of course, the album came out in May. So I'm wondering if you that's almost crikey it's almost a year ago uh do you kind of look back on that record and the release of it and the songs now that you've had you know months to deal with it and tour with it does it is it different to you now than it was when you were making it and releasing it yeah absolutely it really does take on a different context not only you know an idea your idea your song is so, so delicate and means so much before you put it out. And then it's like leaving a newborn baby in Times Square, like how quickly it can be contaminated by other people's expectations, reactions, ambivalence, maybe the hardest thing to comprehend of all. Right. Um, But then you go tour it and, and 
you know, you think people have made their minds up about this thing through this vast echo chamber of the internet. And then you meet people who are so profoundly affected, who have etched the lyrics onto their skin for the rest of their life, who have, That's you know, <laughs> and, and, and it, it really does take on all kinds of different um, significance um, and perspective um, over, over time, like anything does, but it, it has been a beautiful journey. This last album was a departure for me in both the style of music as well as the narrative form. It was really um, necessary and cathartic for me to make this project and to share this side of myself with fans. And uh, it's also got me really, really excited for what I'm going to do next. Ooh, which is okay. My, kind of what I've been um, starting to put my uh, focus and attention towards, though this tour will kind of be the last send off of a, of a whole yep. long whirlwind. Uh, putting a dot at the end of it. <laughs> exactly. And what better place to do it? Yeah, honestly. I agree. Now you mentioned kind of catharsis and all, all that stuff. Uh, do you know who Amanda Palmer is? Dresden Dolls? Are you familiar with her? No, I don't think I do. She's very, uh, she's from Boston and she's very uh, open at seeming and one of these artists that's very uh, active on social media and her songs are extremely personal and she seems to be kind of sharing everything with everybody. And I'm wondering if you have any kind of internal limits and things that you go, oh, no, I'm not going to go there when I'm, or even when you're meeting and greeting or whatever. How, how oh, interesting. You you know, the meet and greet thing is its own world. As far as what I write songs about, no, I think that it's a um, the closest thing I have to a Hippocratic Oath is being uh, being um, vulnerable, transparent. Those things for me, maybe unexpectedly, I'll stumble upon something that is uncomfortable, but that people needed to hear at any point in their lives. And I feel like that's what I signed up for. Right. I don't have to wake up and put on a uniform or go sit at it in a cubicle. Um, I, I, I'm spending a Thursday afternoon sitting and having a conversation about music. Yep. And that's a beautiful privilege I get. And it seems like a pretty reasonable cost to um, dig as deep as I can when it comes time to um, share myself. Now, as far as like meeting people for a quick second, how how vulnerable I'm going to be about the minutia of my day that day. Yeah. Um, I struggle with that sometimes. Like I think for the preservation of my own mental health, I benefit from having some um, um safeguards like from, yep. from just getting too like word vomity on to people yep. who are ostensibly there to meet me and be there with me yep. but that who also have expectations in their own mind a lot of people that would want to do that and you know i do meet and greets before the show that are ticketed i also meet people for free after the show if they sure. want to wait yeah. you know it's I have no problem with anybody. If anyone wants to come hang out with me in New Zealand, please. <laughs> Good to know. Um, and, and as far as like the half hour I could wax poetic about how my breakfast was, I yep. try to keep it brief and, <laughs> and hold space for people to share what my music meant to them or gotcha. how yeah. it inspired them. And I just try to say thank you and uh, hold space for that. Now, of course, you're a political animal as well. You, you kind of hung with Bernie and, uh, 
you have opinions and about politics and stuff, and it's a very political year in the states, which believe it or not, it all that stuff that happens there trickles down all over the place. If I can use Course, that, yeah. that term, uh, so uh, with the election coming up, are you advise? Do you think people should be angry or hopeful about how things are shaping up in the states? Pretty angry. I think that um, I think that there has been an atrophy. There hasn't been nearly enough urgency to make people feel heard or understood for a long time. I do think that um, I do think that there is also hope. Where you will find hope will be about your commitment to looking for it, right? And about how immersed you're prepared to be in. Um, municipal, city, and statewide elections. There's always exciting, young, progressive values represented. I think that's happening more and more. I'd like to think it's happening more and more. It certainly is um, in certain spots within America. But as far as what we have to choose from um, in the general election, I do think people are um, pretty fed up with the um, status quo. And I'm definitely, definitely curious how this is all gonna, gonna play out and, and what the incumbent um, can do to effectively mobilize young people right. and people from a very diverse background to um, be energized and feel represented. Yep. Um, and there's not a lot of time to, to show those results effectively. Yep. So it's a pretty weird, pretty yeah, weird the, thing. The feeling of needing change for change's sake can be a dangerous thing. It's, we just had an election here a few months ago, and that's kind of where the country, the general population was at. So they voted out the old, which was the labor government, in with the national just because they, they felt like, something needed to change. But once they right. were in, it, they were like, oh my God, look what these guys are doing. <laughs> Wait a minute, is that what we voted for? So, you know, it can- Yeah, there's so much um, theory there with what happened in Brexit and yeah. Yeah. In Argentina, like people are searching for solutions and very dissatisfied with what they're finding. And there will always be wolves in sheep's clothing that will sell you on somebody easy to blame for your circumstances or some quick poison pill right. you know like and I, I don't know i think that the you know winds of justice blow quite softly but they do blow and i think that um it's going to be a really really weird year for sure yes, yeah. do you ever see yourself going into politics no, no, I don't think I do. I, I, I don't think I do. If I were, you know, there's there's always cool urban legends of like here here in America, we have um, these series of coastal towns. They're actually kind of similar to Australia in some ways along the West Coast. And there's a small town called Carmel by the Sea, um, and Clint Eastwood was the mayor for like right. two three right. years. Okay. There's always some kind of, and then you never know, you end up like Arnold Schwarzenegger or Ronald Reagan and 
you ride your celebrity status all the way to the White House. But um, didn't Arnie just get uh, pulled over in Berlin or something? For I didn't see that. Yeah, it check is. it out. I think I think he got caught with an undeclared expensive watch on his wrist. Or Ooh, <laughs> that's a slap on the wrist for the Terminator. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No politics for me anytime right. soon. All right. So you're excited about the new music. So are you, are you are you always writing or do you kind of sit down and think, OK, I've got a new project to work on. Let's do this thing. Yeah, I'm um, I'm collecting memories, thoughts, feelings, attitudes, quotes. I'm trying to read a lot um, and and be refilling the well um, with which to draw from for artistic inspiration when when there is like a, a, a deliberate time that I've allotted to to putting things on a microphone. So yeah, I, I am writing on some level. I, I just don't know if it's song or it's it's journaling. It's it's just being alive. Right. Um, for yeah. me is always going to give me more to synthesize and distill into a song. Right. And in general terms, what mode what inspires you to write? Are, does somebody say something to you and it triggers like a thought or a, or do you hear something on the radio and you think, oh, I can work, you know, that's interesting. How, how does that process? Yeah, sometimes it can come from, from that, from an unexpected place like that. Um, other times it's a, a feeling that I've had that I can't seem to shake and a curiosity on can I find a perspective with which to tell the story. Maybe it's not even my perspective to, to, to view it from. Yeah. Um, for me, you know, the political angst that I tell stories with is less so about the molecular, like, semantics of what's happening and more about the personal hypocrisy like I have a real intolerance for hypocrites for um, yeah. Like I think that that sort of feigning um, moral high ground uh, being inconsistent, inconsiderate deliberately um, like obtuse, those kinds of qualities piss me off and make me want to write rock songs. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. There's plenty of that around. <laughs> and no kidding. No kidding. There's more. It's like it's contagious or something. Yeah. yeah. Like, like I said, it, it, you'll find it down here, just sadly, as much as anywhere else these days. It's part of being all one big family on the internet, I think so. <laughs> yeah, I think so. But yeah, such is life. Thank you so much for having me, and uh, I'll see everyone listening real soon. Thank you very much. Alrighty. Bye-bye.